0: On this week's episode of Filmology, we are taking a trip to almost heaven and going down to the depths of hell. With all that and more coming up on this week's episode of Filmology. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn Welcome to this week's episode of Filmology. I am... Jonathan Glower, what's also known as Johnny G, and I am once again joined by the co-host of the show, Mike.
1: I've been upgraded to co-host. I'm so. Yeah, you,
0: you, you have been upgraded to co-host since. Yeah, you you've been here, and you're usually more on top of seeing the movies than I am.
1: Do I get a pay raise along with the title?
0: Um, if I get a pay raise, you can get a pay raise. Yes. Actually, I, I guess I would get a pay paid promotion. Why? Well, I don't know. Uh, Anyway, I I, um. Anyway, Mike, how's it going? How's your how's your week uh, in this new.
1: This new world going. Busy. A lot of work. A lot of sick people, trying to be very close to me, which I don't appreciate. How about
0: yourself? And I have no sick people trying to get by me. Hence the fact I am staying here at my apartment. Which, which has been good for the most part, uh, some slight bumps in the road, but overall really good. The one thing I don't like right now is I'm looking outside uh, our office window here at the apartment, and it's snowing right now. I thought we were done with this, and it's just depressing seeing that it's actually sticking to the ground, and I cannot see the green grass that I thought we had.
1: Are you sure it's snow and not ashes? Maybe someone nuked a nearby city and we haven't heard about it yet. Well, with
0: the way that the year is going, that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I, I I would assume that they would have nuked closer to where you are, but um,
1: <laughs> I, I I
0: guess they could have nuked Minneapolis. But whoa. Uh. Someone's going to get pulled in by the FBI after this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's,
0: it's going to be me. Uh, don't nuke Minneapolis. <laughs> don't nuke Minneapolis. Actually, don't nuke anywhere. There you go. That's depressing. Because uh, I want to leave my apartment at some point. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, anyway, uh, once again, with no new movies coming to theaters, I know I promised you guys uh, Trolls World Tour. I had the weeks off on that. I really thought it came out this week. It comes out next week. So next week, I'll suffer through that film, and maybe maybe it will be good. I uh, somewhat enjoyed the first film, I guess. I gave it a rented on our rating scale. I've never gone back to that film since. I saw it a couple of years ago. So since no new films are coming out... We are taking a look at films that are streaming on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime. So Mike and myself, we each picked a film to talk about. Mike, what was your film this week?
1: I'm so sorry. It was Almost an Angel.
0: Mike picked Almost an Angel, which will be the first film we'll get to. And I picked Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Uh, And then in between talking about those two films, we will be looking at our filmology film Madness, which is a bracket-style tournament looking at, uh, well, trying to determine which is the best film of the 2010s. And some surprises happened this week for the matchups, so you guys voted, you guys made your voices heard, and man, I will once again be upset with the will of the people, is is my usual everyday case. But, Mike, do you have any uh, other housekeeping before we get rocking and rolling here with today's show? Nope. Let's get going. Let's get going. All right. So we are gonna play the trailer here for Almost an Angel. Terry Dean is a thief who's temporarily down and out. No! When a sudden collision causes a major concussion. You wanted the truth. I'm giving it to you. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. I'm an angel. That leads to a hasty conclusion. I'm an angel are an angel. They're the ones that come back to Earth to do good deeds and stuff. I'm bulletproof, but I can't fly yet. If you'd given me the wings, it made the job a lot easier.
1: I saw him reading the Bible earlier. An axe murderer can read.
0: Are your folks very religious, Terry? only time I went to church as a kid was to knock off the poor box. You have family living in L.A., Mr. Dean? No, uh... I kill him with an axe. <laughs> Social workers, right? Yeah. And what's it to you? A small-time oh, crook becomes convinced he is an angel after a traumatic incident and resolves to perform the work of one. That is the plot synopsis for the film starring Paul Hogan, Almost an Angel. Mike, before we get into this, why don't you explain why you picked this film?
1: I forgot it existed until I saw it at Amazon Prime's listing, and I remember liking it as a kid. But apparently, kid me was an idiot. <laughs> it wasn't. Was not my favorite movie. No. <laughs> I and I would definitely
0: say there's a reason why you forgot this film existed. I wish I could forget this film existed, but you made me watch it. So now it's for it's forever gonna be on my letterboxed diary saying, "Hey, you watched this. It wasn't that bad. It just wasn't great. It was... No, it's, it's, it's pretty bad, Mike. It, this film is bad. It just I, I, I kept I, I kept trying to figure out how Paul Hogan was was a mainstream actor, I guess, like how he got starting roles like this. And he, I mean, he's really hasn't done anything besides Crocodile Dundee and this film, which he wrote and I'm assuming he produced and why he should have just directed the film because I mean, the, the film was made for him and he's not that charismatic to me. I don't remember the Crocodile Dundee movies as we talked about last week, I think off mic, but I don't remember loving those films.
1: Uh, I remember nothing, liking I, them. They were good. They were pretty big back in the day, if I remember right. I it might be before my time, and I just might have been big, like in my family or something. But that's probably why he got this movie made. I think it came after Crocodile Dundee.
0: It did. It came after Crocodile Dundee and Crocodile Dundee Two, which this film is directed by John uh, Cornell, who directed Crocodile Dundee Two, and that's it. That's the only film. That those are the only films that this director's done. Crocodile Dundee Two and Almost an Angel. I can see why? And, <laughs> I, I could see why, too. Um, this film here, um, almost a like Crocodile Dundee, but Almost an Angel makes Hitch look like Citizen Kane. I mean, come on. This film, th- there's, nothing that's, there's nothing that's good about this film. I also want to know how technology works in this world. Because apparently he has one remote that does everything. I, I mean, I guess it's kind of a universal remote, but it's a universal remote for life.
1: I kind of want
0: that. Does anything like that uh, that actually exist, Mike, that, that you know of?
1: Yeah, It was based off the remote control. Or Click. The Click movie had their remote control based off of the, um, this movie's control. Okay, so it is.
0: So there, there is no actual controller that exists, then, unless you want to join Adam Sandler in his whatever Adam Sandler wants to do with his life and his money. Sure.
1: The, the the trope of like the one electronic g- gadget controlling everything though isn't wasn't that uncommon back in the early 90s and stuff like that though when there was like less of an understanding of computers and all the electronic gizmos in people's lives
0: so you t- you're telling me i have this film to blame I, I doubt my family actually saw this film but in case they did i have this film to blame for them feeling like like their single remote can control everything in the house I mean, that's, this was this was before they got a universal remote, which did that, but that's what you finding
1: someone to blame for that, and more of you trying to find understand why they think that because it wasn't that uncommon to see in movies back then. I, I just I couldn't get past that for this film. I mean, that's that's I guess a minor complaint about
0: the film, but that the magic remote that does everything it was just kind of it was weird. Uh, I, I did like something I did like about the film. I, I liked how he was getting the records and doing the makeup to look like these other. Uh, no of course, I can't remember uh, these other really
1: no uh, musicians.
0: Yes, these uh, the these other musicians and robbing the
1: bank. That was fun. Yeah, the beginning was very fun. It kind of got bogged down in the middle and in the end. I guess.
0: The, fir- the first 10 minutes were fun is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because after that, you're correct, it just completely bogs down and it just becomes a drag, and you're kind of wondering when the plot's going to kick in. Because it really. It, the best thing I can say about this film is that it feels like a great television pilot. From the way that it ends, it feels like it's so open ended that there's really no ending. It's like, tune in next week to see more crazy, kooky adventures. And I'm like, I don't want to. That would
1: make a good TV show. That's a good idea. We should pass that on to someone on Netflix. Maybe they'll make a TV show out of it.
0: Yeah, pass that on for a movie that completely, I'm assuming, it flopped at the box office. I don't know anybody who's ever seen this movie besides you. and
1: It made not myself. just under $7 million, like 6.9. Okay.
0: So, yes, this movie, I mean, this movie's not, like, completely forgotten to the test of time, apparently, but it's, I mean, it's not a box office hit by any stretch of the imagination.
1: That's fair. I apologize for making you watch it. It's my bad. <laughs> the premise was good, at least. It had a good basis. It could have built off of it. it, just didn't execute very well.
0: No, I mean, the premise is good. I just... I guess one of the biggest questions I had that the movie never really answered, or I, mean, I guess it kind of tries to answer, but was Paul Hogan actually a seeing god? I mean, because God's played by Charlton Heston in this film and just everything that he's hearing was coming from the opposite bed of the person who did die. Uh, And based off of the car accident that you see, I don't think that would have killed him. Maybe I'm just... uh, Maybe I haven't seen enough car accidents in my life, which I'm very thankful for. But... I mean, he got hit by a car.
1: That could kill you.
0: (laughs) I mean, mean, he got hit by a car, but, I mean, it, it didn't look like the car was going, like, full speed hitting him. It was...
1: I don't know, maybe I'm just... I think that's just going to affect a low-budget 1990 movie car crash that you're seeing. Because they couldn't really CGI it in, and you obviously don't want to hit your stuntman with a car that's going eighty. You think they paid for a stuntman? Maybe. Uh, they, they, yeah. <laughs> budget had to go somewhere. Definitely didn't go into the CGI when he tumbled down the hill at the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I you know. Yeah, I... I, I i don't know for for our purposes here at filmology we have a gradient system see it skip it sorry see it rent it skip it let it burn uh let it burn means that everyone involved with the film should be put into film purgatory which i guess for this film would fit really well uh and that's what i'm giving them. i'm giving this movie a let it burn mike i'm sorry that you had fond memories of this film growing up uh it 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 Maybe I was they, just confused. <laughs> Maybe you were thinking of one of the other thousand films with angels in it. I don't know. I mean, I grew up watching the, the uh,
1: Angels in the Outfield movie. Uh, Maybe which, I combined it with that and Crocodile Dundee and I'm like, yeah, I love Paul Hogan and the Angel movie. What's wrong? What could be wrong? It's fine. No. I'll burn it as well. Though I'm definitely going to burn it. That's well, right. you said, well,
0: you see, and you're usually a lot more generous with your ratings than I am. So that's that's uh, two let it burns. I'm. The uh,
1: There's no reason to watch it. It's fine. You can Very go on well. YouTube and like YouTube the first ten minutes of the movie, and it'll be fine. It'll be fine there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I do agree. The first ten minutes. The first ten minutes. I thought set the film up with a sense of okay, this is actually going to be okay. Why haven't I heard of this film before? And then after that, I realized why I would never heard of the film before because it's just a completely tedious slog through hell basically and then for a film that's supposed to be about redemption and uh, how he, this character finds redemption I have a lot of I, 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 I also kind of goes back to for me the Ebenezer Scrooge look Ebenezer Scrooge only did like repented and everything so he wouldn't go to hell I really think that doesn't make you a good person I just want to throw that out there to everybody if you're told hey go to hell or you're gonna go or you have to go like do all these good deeds I mean, you're not doing it just because you want to. You're doing it because you want a reward at the end
1: of it. Is that why Ebenezer Scrooge repented? Is a Christmas I think Carol just... streaming anywhere? Do you know? You could watch that next week, and we could discuss that.
0: Well, based off the weather outside right now, it feels like a Christmas Carol would fit the bill really well. Looks like it's Christmas with this blizzard. There's a blizzard out I'm trapped in the basement, and my window's covered, so I can't tell. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I can't... <sighs> It's not a blizzard, 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 but it's not like a little flurry either. It's something in between. So it's just snowing.
1: Oh, so, so, so not a blizzard at all. That was, that was all the type of It's literally just, it's, it's probably like three snowflakes at the ground. And then you start screaming, it was <laughs> snowing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that has happened sometimes in the morning when I get out to my car and there's a whole bunch of frost all over my car and I'm like, what is going on? It's supposed to be nice out, and it's not. Uh, but that has nothing to do with these movies we're talking about. Uh, and please don't make me watch A Christmas Carol right now. This past Christ, right now. This past Christmas, I think I watched five or six different versions of A Christmas Carol because I do love A Christmas Carol. But I don't need to watch that in... April so anyway we are going to play here a clip not from almost an angel because I don't think anyone needs to actually hear a clip from that but instead we will play a clip from the best Christmas carol version out there if you guys don't know what that Christmas carol version is I'll tell you after the break but we're going to play a clip from that Christmas carol and we'll see you after the break to talk about our filmology film madness
1: in life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd
0: moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. There he is, Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge. Say, is it getting colder out here? <sighs> All right, guys, we are back. And uh, for those of you who didn't know, that was a clip from The Muppet Christmas Carol, the best version of A Christmas Carol. If you agree or disagree with that, feel free to write to us at show at gmail.com. And I did forget to mention before if anyone out there does like Almost an Angel, please write to us at show at gmail.com. I would love to hear a defense for this film.
1: There's some um, good reviews for it on Amazon, it's got a lot of five stars. I don't know. Who I don't. From,
0: I, but. Once again, I don't trust Amazon. I barely trust IMDb. Uh, Mike, are you on Letterboxd at all? I know I mentioned it in the last segment, but are you on that site at all? No, not at all. Okay, uh, do you know what Letterboxd is? Um, you're keeping track of the movies you watch. And oh yeah, account. so you, you can keep track. You can keep a diary, keep track of all the films that you've watched. Gives you a date that you've watched them. And then it also uh, lets you uh, follow other people. There's other film critics on there. There's actual movie directors on there. The movie directors, I mean, they're, they're not as harsh, I, I would say, with their reviews because they don't want to burn any bridges. But, I mean, it, it's a good way to keep in contact with other film, other people in the film community. There's monthly challenges that they do. I know this past March, every March since I've been on the site, they've done uh, Around the World in 30 Days, so the The month of March is you have to watch one different foreign film a day, one foreign film from a different country each day. Uh, so it's a fun way to uh, expand your film horizons as well. Uh, so Mike, uh, you I encourage you to check it out. Our listeners, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, Letterbox is a great film community over there, and I I wish my, everybody should be on it. It's it's, uh, it's not really negative, and it's people giving you their honest feedback. Versus, hey, we have 50 million trolls out there making things be one stars or five stars. I think that the letterbox community is overly not trolly with their ratings. So that's pretty good. Now, we are going to talk about Filmology Film Madness. I would, once again, I don't want to say that there's trolls uh, out there voting. I do think everybody voted in good faith. I'm just very upset about the films that lost, I guess.
1: So. <laughs> Welcome to my me my life. Yes, yeah, so we welcome
0: go. to your life usually with this bracket. Your life has not been that good with the bracket. Overall, the first round went really well for me. Second round here, let's go over it really quick. Uh, parasite was up against inception, Inception won, and it wasn't even close.
1: I can and see that.
0: yeah, and I voted for parasite and inception just blew it away. Uh, another film that just blew its competition out out of the water. It was one of two films, one of t- only two other match. It was, I'm saying this wrong. It was one of no, I'm saying it correct. One of two matchups for the bracket that only had uh, that had one hundred percent of the vote going through it. One hundred percent of the vote versus Moonlight of Moonlight versus Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Spider Man into the Spider Verse got one hundred percent of the vote. Nobody voted for Moonlight, which does make me kind of upset for Moonlight. But Spider Man Into the Spider Verse is moving on. Um, I know this matchup, Mike. Once again, it's gonna make you really happy, and it's gonna upset me. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road versus A Star Is Born. It wasn't, it wasn't a blowout by any stretch. A Star Is Born just barely snuck by and beat Mad Max Fury Road. But guys, I really encourage you to go rewatch A Star Is Born, and that movie fizzles. After the shallows, you guys are thinking about the great first half hour, forty five minutes of that film. That's all that you guys are remembering. I promise you.
1: I remember it all being There's,
0: good. Hmm.
1: What part specifically do you have an issue with?
0: I don't have an issue. I just my my. I guess it is an issue, but my concern with that film is that once it hits the shallows song, that that is the highlight of that film. That is the highest high and up to that point I thought it was a perfect movie and then after, after that it just it fizzles because it doesn't know if it's trying to say that Lady Gaga's character and I, I, I believe her name for some reason is Stephanie's I, I, that might not be her name but uh, Lady Gaga's character if she's being a sellout or if she's actually being true to her art the movie doesn't really make a concrete answer on that and the movie I, I should say I think Brad the character is definitely judging her but that doesn't mean that that's what the movie's trying to say. I just, for me, the movie loses its way at that point. It becomes much more about Bradley Cooper and how we should kind of feel sorry for him versus watching the romance between these two and seeing, well, I mean, the stars is Boy. I mean, one of them has to rise so the other can fall. But I just, the shallows is such a high point of the film and it just never gets to that high again. That's all I'm saying.
1: I'll, I'll accept that answer. Good job. I don't remember it that well, to be honest with you. I remember... I just remember the basic outline in my mind, and I don't like Mad Max Fury Road. So, <laughs> that's why I voted for Star Wars 4 myself.
0: Yeah, and I voted for Mad Max Fury uh, Road because I there's not a dull moment in that film, and it just...
1: Maybe the whole thing. Maybe a little bit. Uh,
0: oh, man. <laughs> you, you are wrong. I'm sorry, but you're, you're wrong. Um... Inside Out versus Joker. Uh, There was a very small minority who did vote for Joker. I I was very happy to see that. I expected Joker to just come in here and just beat Inside Out, which did not happen, so uh, I'm very happy that Inside Out is moving on to the next round of the bracket. This next one's also going to upset you, Mike. Whiplash versus The Social Network. Once again, a small minority voted for whiplash which whiplash is a great film I'm not gonna try and say it's not but the social network is moving on to the next round of the bracket
1: it'll it'll fall someplace there's we still have shots at it don't worry. it
0: could fall at this next matchup that's going to go against this next one was um, her versus avengers infinity war mike take a guess which one do you think won the bracket this this matchup Her. Sadly, no. Avengers Infinity War snapped its fingers, and Her is no longer in existence. Either way, Joe goes on to the next round. It's okay. Yeah, that would be correct. Yeah, uh, Avengers Infinity War just wiped the floor with Her, uh, which was upsetting for me. I I definitely voted for Her, but I think this, once again, is a matchup of which film is more popular. So Avengers Infinity War moves on to the next matchup next after that knives out versus 12 years of slave and i should think i mean this wasn't this was a hard one for me i did vote for 12 years of slave and the majority voted for knives out so knives out is moving on to the next matchup
1: excellent i like it i like it this round is going a lot more is a lot better for me than the last round i'm just saying I,
0: yeah, you you are, and I, I I believe it's it's not going that well for me, but it's okay. Uh, this next matchup, La La Land versus Black Panther, much to my surprise, and only by two votes. So once again, for everyone out there who's like, why should I vote? This doesn't matter. This does matter. Uh, This this does, to me, this matters a lot. This is much more important to me me than a lot of other things out in the world. By two votes, La La Land beat Black Panther.
1: Nice. Is that the first Marvel movie to fall to a non Marvel movie?
0: I believe so. So. La, La Land moves on. I'm not expecting it to move any further than that, but I wasn't expecting Black Panther to lose to La, La Land, so we'll see what happens here.
1: upside, okay, it's a 16 seed knocking off the first seed, but not, not really, though, because that's not how this works at all.
0: But we'll Sadly, that. no, the whole thing was just randomized. Uh, I wasn't going to try and determine which film was more popular, which film had more online presence i wasn't going to wade into those waters because i would never come back i'd just look up statistics and i'd still be looking up statistics uh today trying to put together so wasn't going to do that uh next trapped
1: in your home right now because there's snowstorm outside it (laughs) is
0: a snowstorm outside and i mean i'm trapped kind of in my home anyway but Whatever, it's fine. Um, Next matchup, uh, Django Unchained versus The King's Speech. And Django Unchained is moving on. It beat The King's Speech really easily. So
1: Django Unchained is moving on. I was hoping neither would get votes, and we would just have Uh, to give this next movie a bye in the next round. But I guess that doesn't happen.
0: That does not happen. A movie does have to go on. And... Uh, you did a bad job of campaigning for the night before with uh when it was up against Django Unchained in the first round. Cause Django Unchained I just wiped wiped the floor with the night before. It never stood chance. There was more people who voted for the king's speech than the night before, let's just put it that way. I
1: Feel like we need a recount. These are rigged, obviously. Something about party lines and stuff. I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. You keep telling yourself that. Uh, Next up, Get Out versus Hereditary. Both uh, first-time directors, so I thought it would be a little closer than it was. But Get Out is moving on. Uh, It had 20% more of the vote than uh, Hereditary. So Get Out's moving on. Next up was Interstellar versus Zero Dark Thirty. Interstellar took a very early lead, but then in the last... Day and a half, Zero Dark Thirty made a resurgence, and Zero Dark Thirty is the winner. It's going on to the next round.
1: Well, that's when I posted about it. I feel like the people who follow me are the people who voted for Zero Dark Thirty, although I'm not okay. very happy about that, so maybe I'll stop posting that.
0: <laughs> I think you should keep posting then if that's what's going to happen here, because uh, I, I, I was going to be very upset if Interstellar made it anywhere close, like any further into this competition interstellar also just remember mike interstellar beat about time in the first round so we should be happy that interstellar has now been defeated
1: no because if still interstellar wins at all then i can claim that about time would have gotten second place it was just poor seating
0: you can no, dare to dream mike you can dare to dream so next up arrival versus green book and it looks like things are right with the world again because Green Book Lost Arrival is moving on. Yeah. Next match. Yep, yay. I completely <laughs> agree. Yay. Uh, next matchup, Avengers Endgame versus The Artist. Endgame and 1. Yep, Endgame 1. Next matchup, this is the one. This is the matchup that just breaks my heart. Not the actual matchup itself, but the winner of the matchup. We have Lady Ladybird versus Deadpool. Deadpool is winning this matchup and going on. For those of you out there who voted for Deadpool over Ladybird, shame on you.
1: Was this the other
0: hundred percent one? This was not the other 100% one hundred uh, percent one. Deadpool won by fifteen percent of the vote. So still. Enough to say that it had a good majority to beat Lady Bird. I still should say shame on all of you who voted for Deadpool. There is no universe, no multiverse universe, what have you, that Deadpool or Deadpool 2 is a better film than Lady
1: Bird. Well, much and, and the majority on that. of people think otherwise.
0: I see that. That's why I said I disagree with the
1: majority of people. Uh, and it's a lot closer than I thought it'd be, to be honest. I didn't think no, Lady I, Bird would. I I
0: I was happy. Um I think Monday or Monday or Tuesday I looked at the results and Ladybird was winning, not by much, but it was winning. And then today when I closed the poll, Deadpool was well ahead and I was not happy. <laughs> Not happy about that, but it is what it is, and um, Deadpool will probably lose in this next round. Uh, but let's we have two more matchups in round two to get through before we can talk about round three. Second to last one here, the Graham Budapest Hotel versus Baby Driver. Baby Driver is moving on. Last matchup here, this was the other matchup that the winner got 100% of the vote. Guardians of the Galaxy versus Captain America: The First Avenger. So Guardians of the Galaxy is moving on. I'm sorry, Captain America did not pull a surprise
1: upset. He clearly can't do this all day. It's fine. It's because everyone who clicked on that was like they probably meant Winter Soldier, but since they put a First Avenger, never mind. First Avenger shouldn't have been there. Winter Soldier was way better. It's
0: one of the- I agree. That, I agree, but. I still probably would have voted... Well, I don't know. It really depends on what mood I'm in. If I would have voted for Winter Soldier or Guardians of the Galaxy.
1: But it doesn't matter. No problem. Winter Soldier would rock most of these movies. Definitely would rock The Social Network. And Django. Mm. Anyway. (laughs) Round three. Round three. First matchup.
0: Inception versus Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Mike, where do you stand? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Does whatever a spider can. Spiders can beat Inception. That's what I'm going with.
0: I agree that spiders can beat Inception. I am also voting for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I do think it's going to be closer than either of us want it to be, but I, I'm i rooting for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Uh, hopefully it comes out on top for this next match. do matchup. another 100%. Awesome. I don't believe that at all. I do not believe that with any gonna, fiber of my being.
1: It's going to rock Leo's and Christopher Nolan's, but it's just going to slide right on into the next round.
0: Next matchup A Star is Born versus Inside Out. Inside Out. No problem. And completely agree with you, Inside Out. Really hoping it pulls through. I'm not so sure if it will based off of how much love a Stars born got last round, beating Mad Max Fury Road. Maybe this is going to be another upset, but I'm really hoping for Inside Out to pull ahead here.
1: Uh, last round wasn't an upset. It was the universe correcting itself for having Mad Max in the bracket to begin with.
0: There was never a bracket that was made that Mad Max Fury Road was not in that bracket.
1: Right. It was in the bracket for a terrible movie of 2010's. The last decade—that's the bracket it should be in.
0: The, no, I, I don't understand why you hate this movie, but not now, now, now for next week, I have to look to see if that movie is streaming and change my streaming pick. But oh no, those are locked in. Can't change those. Those right. are locked in now. Okay, well then, I, well based based on the fact that I don't think the world's going to get any better uh, anytime soon, I think we'll be doing these streaming picks for a while.
1: Oh no, we
0: run over Netflix movies. Yeah. Next up, The Social Network versus Avengers Infinity War.
1: Infinity War, obviously. Jesse Eisenberg and of course get out of here.
0: And of course, I'm voting for The Social Network. The only reason why this upsets me is because I I I can't remember a better theater going experience than the first time I saw Avengers Infinity War in the theater. Just the just the amount of silence that you could hear and sadness that the, the uh, audience had while leaving the theater after the Avengers lost, it, it, it was just something that doesn't happen with big blockbuster movies, and it was, it was a great experience. I mean, not that I want my Avengers team to lose, but just the fact that Marvel Studios was willing to take that risk and it paid off in a big way. So I'm still voting for the social network, but I can easily see a case being made for Avengers infinity
1: war, uh, moving on. It sounds like you should vote for infinity war. It sounds like he enjoyed it more and it's a better movie overall. Social network. Do, yeah.
0: do what's well, yeah. good. Do I enjoy Avengers Infinity War more than The Social Network? The case could be made for that. But do I think that The Social Network is a better crafted film than Avengers Infinity War? Yes, I do.
1: With Jesse Eisenberg in it, he's like a void of human emotion. If,
0: look, if Aaron Sorkin ever wants to write a Marvel film... That, that right there, I guarantee you right now, will be my favorite film of all time. Jaws is thrown out the window, and the Aaron Sorkin Marvel film is my new favorite film of all time. Jaws
1: is your favorite film of all time?
0: Uh, Jaws is my favorite film of all time. Interesting. Next matchup. Not, uh, yeah, we haven't done this one yet. Knives Out versus La La Land. Knives Out. Man, this this is a tough one. Man, I don't know. I, I don't want to do the coin flip because that's. I feel like that's cheating. I mean, last time I voted for Twelve Years a Slave, which was voting against Knives Out, but I, I did vote for La La Land to move on. I, I'm voting for La La Land. The, the The last ten minutes of that movie for me are, are just a masterpiece of filmmaking. Uh, I mean, the, the whole movie for me is a ma- masterpiece of filmmaking, but if I ever had to show somebody just like 10 minutes of pure emotion, I would show them the last 10 minutes of La La Land. So uh, La La Land is uh, moving on for me. It's probably not going to win, but it's it's what I'm picking to, to go on.
1: Sorry, it was a good movie as well. I enjoyed it. I just think Knives Out was a better movie overall. Maybe they should smash those two movies together and make Knives Land, a, a musical version of Knives Out. Just think about it. I good. would love that. No, look, I don't know.
0: I, I really hope that Ryan Johnson at some point in his career makes a musical. I mean, he, I, I'm assuming he will at some point because he's been mashing all these genres together since, I mean, since Brick, since his first film. So I, I'm really hoping that he gets to gets to a musical at some point. I think it would be phenomenal. So, I mean, Ryan, I, d- I doubt you're listening. But if you, s- for some odd chance, if you're just stuck in your house, you have nothing better to do. Ryan, please make a musical.
1: I, th- I think probably, the
0: world would love it.
1: He probably stopped listening when he realized we we're talking about almost an angel. He's just like, nah, done, moved on.
0: But, well, I, you know, no, <laughs> I think the surprise curveball here is going to be that Knives Out Two or whatever it's called is going to be a musical.
1: Knives in. There you go.
0: <laughs> Alright, next matchup Django Unchained versus Get Out Get Out And I agree, Get Out uh, I mean, I, it's up against a Quentin Tarantino film So I think it's going to be a bit of an uphill battle But uh, Get Out, I think Get Out's the, the better film here
1: Hands down Easily, not even hard to choose between those two
0: Nope. Uh, this next one, it's probably not going to be that hard for you to choose here either, Mike. Uh, Zero Dark Thirty versus Arrival.
1: Zero Dark Thirty? Just kidding. Arrival all the way. It's it's going to rock. I think it faces Get Out or Django next. Oh man, it has a pretty clear path to the finals. You know, minus Endgame, but we'll just pretend that doesn't exist for this week. Arrival's going to yeah. win.
0: Yeah, uh, man, I... I mean, based off of my themes of filmmaking, uh, my my stories that I go with uh, versus human interaction and relationships, Arrival should be the film that is going on. But I'm voting for Zero Dark Thirty. I don't think Zero Dark Thirty is going to win, but I do think that's the the better film here for me personally. Uh, I, I'm voting for Zero Dark Thirty. It's okay. You've been wrong a lot so far. It's, we'll just we'll continue being wrong. It's fine. No worries. Well, once again, I think Arrival is going to beat Zero Dark Thirty. But if I had to campaign for a film, I'm campaigning for Zero Dark Thirty. And uh, this point. next this next matchup, I mean, uh, uh, Avengers End Game versus Deadpool. Hope I would think End Game is going to win. I hope Endgame wins. If, by some miracle, Deadpool beats Endgame, we, we might as well just say Deadpool's going to win the whole tournament at that point. I have no clue. I have no clue how Deadpool could beat Endgame. There's, there's just no feasible way that that should happen. Based off of all the votes that, uh, that Avengers Endgame has been getting, And don't get me wrong, it hasn't won any of its matchups by like the the 100%, like the Guardians of the Galaxy or Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse has. But Avengers Endgame, I mean, it's been winning by at least some of them. It's been winning by 80% of the vote. (laughs) Nothing that Deadpool has been up in has won by that much. So, I mean, I'm, I'm voting for Avengers Endgame here. I mean, definitely, that's 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 a film I love and adore. And I, as we just went over before, how I was shaming everybody. Look, I'll shame you all again. Shame all of you if you vote on Deadpool over Avengers Endgame. Now, that's probably just going to make all of you want to go vote for it. And I'm sorry that you hate your life that much. But Avengers Endgame is just a better crafted film. Just a more enjoyable film. And a more, once again, if I'm looking for films about... Human condition, human relationships, it's a better film on that level. Avengers, uh, not Avengers game D- Deadpool is just a stand-up routine for an hour and a half. Anyway, I... I'm going to vote for Deadpool,
1: it. just because I want to see how you react next week. I'm really looking forward to this. Everyone vote Deadpool.
0: <laughs> I'm I, Really, I'm afraid that that's what I just did, was I pushed everybody to vote for Deadpool. I'm hoping that you can all look deep inside your souls and realize that that's not the, co- the choice you need to make in life, but that you're probably all going to prove me wrong as you did with Ground two, so that's fine. It'll be okay. I don't know if I will be okay. The fact that our listeners thought that Deadpool was better than Ladybird, that upsets
1: me. No one saw Lady Bird. They just they saw Deadpool. It's okay. Everyone saw Endgame. Endgame will go.
0: Everybody on. saw Endgame. I, I mean, what I saw Endgame what three yeah three times
1: in twenty four hours. You're responsible for like half its box office. Is that right? I <laughs> oh, mean, if I was if I
0: had enough money to give like one billion dollars, I I don't think I'd be giving it to Marvel Studios. I love Marvel Studios, but. I don't think I'd be giving it to Marvel Studios. Uh, This last matchup for round three, Baby Driver versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And this is a tough one for me. Mike, where do you stand on this matchup? Uh, The Guardians will probably win.
1: But I think I like Baby Driver a little bit more. Probably. Most likely. Very torn. Guardians will win. I I mean, it's a tough one. one.
0: It's well, tough. I mean, it's, it's it's they're both like really like music based films. Uh, the cast is great. They're both funny. They're both fun. I mean, for, for most of these matchups, we've been talking about how different the films are uh, going against each other, and these ones are pretty much pretty like in the same vein of uh, tone.
1: Yeah. Maybe Guardians. I don't know. Guardians. Yeah, I think Guardians win. I'm, I'm voting Baby Driver though. I'm voting Baby Driver for sure. Just so it doesn't get zeroed like some other movies poor Captain America.
0: Well, I mean, Captain America beat Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in the first
1: yeah. round, so I don't think it's like a poor Captain America, uh, but uh, it's... And we needed. We should have rewarded its service to all of humanity for knocking that out of the bracket by letting it move on to the next round as well. But it's not. Once Upon yeah, a I... Time in Hollywood is awful. I don't agree that that's an awful film. 75-year-old Brad Pitt can't beat up 25-year-old Bruce Lee. I'm sorry. That's just absurd. That's absurd.
0: I am voting for Baby Driver, and this isn't a case where Mike is like, hey, I want to give love to, to Baby Driver so it doesn't just get decimated by Guardians of the Galaxy. I just feel that Baby Driver is the better film here, and that's what I've been voting for. Which films, for me, are the better films? It's... That doesn't mean my films are going to win, but I'm, I'm voting for Baby Driver.
1: They're so close. I don't <laughs> know if it's better. It's slightly different. I don't know. It's hard. This is hard to say. It to is say. hard. I mean,
0: but, uh, Mike, next week we're going to be here talking about the brackets. Hopefully some interesting things happen. Uh, hopefully some films go on. Some films are obviously going to die and just never see the light of day again. But
1: this is a high stakes bracket. I did not realize we never get to watch any of the losing movies again.
0: We've been over this. Thanos is just gonna snap them all away, and then they're gone. They just turn to dust, and we are all upset. And we're just gonna we're just gonna pray that somebody comes along with a different gauntlet and makes the world right again. You can find all of these brackets, this bracket here, on FilmologyShow.com. If you're on the homepage, we do have a spot now on the homepage where you can just click it, and it will take you to the polls, or you can go to Features and go to Filmology Madness up there, and it will take you to the same place. It will take you to the polls, the bracket. You can take a look at what's won, and you can take a look at the matchups that we have going forward. We have talked enough here about... The past films we've talked enough about. Filmology film madness for this week. We are going to play the trailer for Sweeney Todd: The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, and we'll meet you on the other side of the trailer. This is the tale of an ordinary man who had everything. Barker, his name was Benjamin Barker. Until a man of power stole his freedom, destroyed his family. And banished him. May the Lord have mercy on your son. For life. And in his sorrow, a new man was born. Fifteen years dreaming I might come home to a wife and child.
1: Benjamin Parker. No Parker. Sweeney
0: Dart now. And he will have his revenge. Where's my wife? She's gone.
1: And he's got your daughter, Judge Turpin. you got to leave this all behind you
0: now. No. These are desperate times, and desperate measures are called for. All right, you sir. No one's in the chair. Come on, come on. Sweeney's waiting. I want you bleeders. You sir. Two sir. Welcome to the grave. I will have vengeance. I will have salvation I can guarantee the closest shave you will ever know May the good lord smile The infamous story of Benjamin Barker, also known as Sweeney Todd Who set up a barber shop in London Which is the basis for a sinister partnership with his fellow tenant, Mrs. Lovett That is the plot synopsis for Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. As I had mentioned last week, for these streaming films that I'm picking, I'm trying to pick films that reflect, I guess, me as a person, or the things that I value from film. Uh, Last week with Silver Lines Playbook, this week with Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, Imagine this, ladies and gentlemen, and it's probably not too hard to imagine. I first saw this film when it was released in 2007, being a teenager and still in high school. Went to the film, and I mean, I'm full of angst, I'm just full of anger, I mean, as most high schoolers are. And this film just spoke to me, because it was just an angry film. But just so brilliant and funny and darkly funny. This film, for me, is to me still is funny, and I, the lyrics by Stephen Songheim are just, just so funny. And the direction by Tim Burton. This was for me. This is Tim Burton's last good film. Maybe he'll come out and surprise us all again with another film. I don't think he will. But I think this is a phenomenally directed film. The, the Costume design, production design, even the acting by Johnny Depp, who I usually criticize for playing the same character in every film. I think Johnny Depp is great here. There's not a bad performance, there's not a good song, there's not a bad song. I think that Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street, is a phenomenal film. Now I do understand why some people aren't going to watch it, because it's violent, it's dark, and it's a musical, those are things that some people don't want in their lives. But I encourage everybody to go watch Sweeney Todd. And, I mean, once again, you have to have a dark sense of humor. But if you have that dark sense of humor, this is a great film. Mike, where do you stand on Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street?
1: I uh, agree that it has like good acting and costume design and everything. But for some reason, I just I just don't like it. I almost fell asleep. Like, four times, and I had to go back. Sorry, oh. I hadn't paid attention at all. I don't know why. It, it, when, I, when it first came out, too, I remember watching it and feeling the same way and not 100% sure why. But I just... I Something about it just bores me. It drags on. It felt like it was a four-hour-long movie. I have no it's,
0: idea. It's, I, and I had the exact opposite reaction. I thought, like, the moment that it starts, the plot just always is moving, it's chugging, it's going like this freight train... And it just comes crashing to an end at the end. And it's just this giant explosion of blood. And it's it's so emotionally moving to watch. Just this person who's so obsessed on revenge that it blinds him so much from the reality that is going on in front of him. I, I think that's phenomenal to watch. It's, it's, a sto- it's a story. And I just... I, I loved it. I, I still love it. And I... What what's
1: your favorite song from this musical? Mm, I don't really know the titles of any of the songs. To be honest, like I don't know. I like I said, I just found it all very. Everything was fine individually, but when it came together, something happened. It just got very boring. I don't know. What's your Did, do you? Song?
0: What's my favorite song? My uh, my favorite song has to be Pretty Women, the little uh, duet between uh, Alan Rickman and Johnny Depp. Uh, it, it's it's a, it's a great little ditty and I, I like it um in a merry mood today, Mr. Todnt. Tis your delight sir catching fire from one man to the next Tis true sir love can still inspire the blood to pound the heartly pyre what more? What more can than man require than love sir More than love sir What's her women oh, yes, women pretty. I mean, if if we're going to talk about, like, what's the most most emotionally moving song for me in the movie, it's not that. The most emotionally moving for me would be uh, Joanna, the the quartet. Uh, Quartets usually have, I mean... The quartets usually are my bread and butter for listening. I love, like, a good barbershop quartet. Uh, but I love here, like, the quartet. Just everybody's singing about what they want and just how it's going. It's kind of clashing against it, what everyone else wants. and But it makes this beautiful song. And I, just, I love that. I love the, the concept here for that. I, I just – do you like musicals or is this just you? Hey, I hate musicals.
1: I like musicals. I like La La Land. I think we talked about that last week.
0: What we uh, talk about this week, yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. Know. I like musicals. I have no idea why, to be honest. I just get so bored watching. it. Maybe I'm just sick of Tim Burton and Johnny Depp together or something. They did a lot of movies together, haven't they? They,
0: they did. Uh, they, they did the uh, the terrible Alice in Wonderland. Uh-huh. Uh, the yeah, they did uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which I know I like more than most people. Uh, you're probably one of the people who really hates Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, aren't you, Mike?
1: That was not good. no. They did Edward Citrus' hands, which I remember liking.
0: Oh, that was way – yeah, that was, that was early, like 1992 or
1: something like that. That was, a, mm-hmm. that was the last time they should probably teamed up. I'm just saying. It wasn't working out well. After.
0: Oh, no. See, I, uh, no, I completely disagree. Once again, this film is really good. Johnny Depp gives a great performance. And, and, uh, let, me, let me look up his Johnny – no. I don't, This might be also Johnny Depp's last great performance. I'm looking it up really quick here because I don't think Johnny Depp has given a good performance.
1: Since mm-hmm. Todd, what year did it come out?
0: Two thousand seven. Oh, well, he, well, I like him as the voice of the the chameleon in Rango. He was he was good in that. Yeah, this was the last good performance. I was too kind his performance on. Jack unless you count his performance in uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which most people like for a completely different reason than he's given a good performance. But uh, I, don't, I don't want to spoil that film. But uh,
1: That was a great film, though. Yes, that was the last good film he was in.
0: Yeah, but that's not because he's given a good performance in it. He's in it for like a couple minutes. That's fair.
1: Sherlock's Gnomes? Is his career really going so downhill that he was in Sherlock Gnomes?
0: His career is, once again, I I personally am not taking sides in this whole Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing. I think they're probably both wrong on a lot of different levels here. And they're just dividing or trying to divide the internet up into taking a side. I'm not taking a side one way or the other. But I will say that Johnny Depp's acting is pretty bad. I mean, you—he's completely miscast in uh, the Fantastic Beast films. He, like, makes those films almost unwatchable. Sherlock Gnomes, as you mentioned. I mean, he's the voice of Sherlock Gnomes, which I mean, guys, it's a great little pun. But you know, the pun only works for about two seconds, and then I move on with my life. And once again, just looking at the rest of it, I mean, it's it's Black Mass uh, playing um, the main character in that film. He's just overacting in that film. Mordecai. <laughs> Mordecai. <laughs> I forgot he was in Mordecai. Look, that's all you need to say. Look, he was in Mordecai. He keeps wanting to play the Johnny Depp from Pirates of the Caribbean and it is a Captain Jack Sparrow and Captain Jack Sparrow was great when you saw Curse of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and then at World's End. But then it continued, and it's just like, you know what? I'm sick of this. You have to do something else because it's the same shtick now in every movie. That's I mean, why it I think.
1: got him probably really rich, I imagine, from all those pirate movies.
0: No, it probably did. But the fact that that's all that he would go on to play, I mean, The Lone Ranger, it's the same character. Alice in Wonderland is the Mad Hatter, same character. I i, I like actors with range. And I would put it out there that after Sweeney Todd here, Johnny Depp just kind of fell off the deep end and just decided that, hey... Tim Burton doesn't want to work with me anymore. Nobody really wants to work with me anymore. I'm just going to continue to play the same character that I'm famous for. And you know what? Good for you if that's what you want to do with your life. But I like actors who take chances. And Mr. Depp, you need to take some chances with your life. Do something that no one would expect you to do, which at this point would be in a good movie. But I digress about how I feel about Johnny Depp.
1: I don't think everyone feels once that he, way about Johnny Depp these days. No worries. It's probably the majority. Once again,
0: of once again I think he's great here in Swinny Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. He's great at this performance. I I really do I adore this film. I think the the only thing that you might complain about or someone might have a critique on would be that the blood looks overly comical great. at times. I,
1: huh? It looks really fake. Is that what you're trying but,
0: to yeah, 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 I mean, it looks fake. I mean, it, it does, because it is fake blood. I think that the film, I mean, I, I guess I also have to look at this as a rating perspective. This would have probably been NC-17 if it looked like real blood, just how the MPA works. They would have been freaking out. They would have been running around with their heads cut off. And then nobody would have seen the film.
1: It wasn't already rated R?
0: It is rated R, but the MPAA has... They're just very particular about the color of blood and how long a nude body can be in this, on the screen. Now, there's no nude bodies in this film, but the blood... I mean, the, the film starts with blood in what I feel is a great opening credits sequence with the, the, the rain falling and the rain then turning into blood as it's falling. I think that's great. But that... It, that opening credit sequence there with uh, The Ballad of Sweeney Todd uh, playing, if you don't buy into how the blood looks there, and it does look very fake. I mean, the, the whole, opening credits look really fake. They look like they were done in a computer because they, they were done in a computer. Um, it, it, you have to get past that, and once you get past that, the rest of the movie just... It, like I said before It goes like a train It just takes the plot And it just goes And goes and it goes And then it's building up The steam Until it just all Crashes Into this Glorious Bloodbath
1: On the other hand uh, Some of my Co-workers Are having problems Sleeping at night So I might suggest This movie to them
0: Oh you Oh no <laughs> I I can't believe That you don't like This movie I, I can't Like I mean, I've watched it with my parents. and of course, my parents have a huge thing. They don't like blood in movies or overly violent films. So they didn't like this film. But I just... If you're somebody who doesn't have a problem with violence, and once again, I, I, I have some problems with violence, as I've written in my reviews. But the whole, the whole point of this film is he's blinded by everything that he's doing. He doesn't care. He's just so blinded by the fact that he was wronged in his life. So he doesn't care what he's doing to other people, and I think that's great. And then you have Mrs. Lovett, who's just so blinded by her infatuation with uh, Sweeney Todd that she doesn't care what happens to anybody else. I think there's great life lessons in this film. I think it's a great musical, and I can't believe you're bored.
1: Sorry, I, I tried not to be. I did my best. I really did. I just I couldn't. Just so did my best. Well,
0: we we have once again we have our rating system here at Filmology. See it. Rent it, skip it, let it burn. I'm obviously giving Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber, of Fleet Street, a see it. And I I encourage everybody out there to go watch this film.
1: You're going to be really angry when I say this. I'm sorry in advance. But I'm going to say let it. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to rent it. Or not rent it. Sorry, skip it for me. There we go.
0: Skip it. Well, We we, we got to all of them, the ratings there, besides a see it. So maybe after you're watching this a few more times... You realize you never, that it is only watch I watch it this again. Is if
1: I develop insomnia or I need to sleep quickly for some reason and I will put it on and I'll be out before that CGI blood goes through the gear or whatever in the opening credits.
0: Filmology show at gmail.com guys. Write to us. Let us know what you thought of Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. I'm very curious to see uh, where our listening audience stands. If they're more on your side, Mike, where, okay, this is great, now I'm going to go take a nap. Or if they're on my side where this is great, it's this great cinema, there's great stakes involved, the characters are phenomenally well-rounded characters. I love what I'm seeing. Once again, I don't understand how you can dislike this film, but if if you guys can come up with a good reason, other than I was tired and I wanted to take a nap, I would (laughs) love to hear it. So, once again, react to us at gmail at gmail.com. Uh, with that being said, Mike, what film, what terrible film did you pick for next week? Because let me tell you, you so far picked Hitch and Almost an Angel.
1: Hitch was fantastic, so, I, first off. Hitch was fantastic. Way better than Hitch was fantastic.
0: You, you even if agreed watch, Hitch wasn't fantastic. You between,
1: get, It was much better than Sweet Todd. After watching Sweeney there's, Todd, there's, I am very happy There's no
0: Hitch. way, no way that Hitch is better than Sweeney Todd. I'm sorry. I, I mean, there's there's no
1: way. Yeah, I'd much rather watch Hitch again than Sweeney Todd. I'm sorry. All of an Angel was terrible. Sweet. I agree. That was bad. That was a mistake. <laughs> but Hitch was good. It was good. It wasn't great. Not fantastic. I oversold it a little bit like 10 seconds ago.
0: It was good. Yeah, you did oversell it by a lot. But which which film are you going to oversell now for next week?
1: Uh, this one stars fantastic actors. Uh, it has Gina Davis, Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey, Damon Wayans, and Julie Brown. It's going to be Earth Girls are easy. I've never watched it before, so I can't really oversell it. But I'm really looking forward to it. It's from 1989. 80s were a good decade. be fine.
0: And where is this film streaming? amazon prime again amazon prime again and my film was also streaming on amazon prime and once again i i should be picking films i haven't seen because since doing this show here i've seen a lot of great films that past co-hosts have uh, picked and been like all hey, right this is streaming we're gonna watch it uh that's how i saw like past co-host past, past co-host yeah, yeah i'm sorry mike and you were not one of them past co-hosts I mean, that's how i watched films Uh, like The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. had never seen it before, and then it was mentioned that we should do it as a streaming episode, and I I loved it. I was blown away by that film, and it made me go down this whole rabbit hole of watching Western films. Unfortunately, I am picking a film I have seen, but I'm going to take a guess that a lot of people have not. I'm picking the Billy Wilder 1959 film, Some Like It Hot.
1: Actually,
0: I want to pick that as well. Have you seen this film?
1: No. Oh, I saw it on Prime when I was list going go through the list and I was like, maybe I'll pick that, and then it didn't make the cut.
0: This 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 was not my first pick. I, I did want another Billy Wilder film, but it's not streaming anywhere, so I went with this one. Once again, that's not to say this is second fiddle. It's just once again my my what I look for in film is different than most. So, uh, some like it hot. That's what I'm picking. It's streaming on Amazon Prime. And guys, Earth Girls are easy Some like it hot, that's what we're doing next week I will also be taking a look At Troll, Trolls World Tour I'm not lying to you guys, it's coming out next week And It's it's. I, I'm expecting glitter, I'm expecting colors I'm expecting them to just be like You know, when you hit the, the, the button They're going to like hand out drugs or something I'm not sure what's going to happen If we're going to hit that play button, but we'll find out Yeah, we have that Uh Also, make sure you check out FilmologyShow.com once again to vote on Filmology Film Madness and check out some reviews there. Um, Nolan's been doing a great job. He's been checking out a lot of films that are coming out streaming. And if I'm feeling up for it, which, once again, this is a film that's kind of a heavy film, not a really upbeat film, uh, I will check out Never really, Sometimes Always. So, been hearing great things about that film. Would love to check it out and get a review up on the site for you guys. So, hoping to see that but once again it has to, I, I have to be in the mood for it. I can't be in a great emotional state and then watch this really darker film. but uh, yeah so FilmologyShow.com, Filmology show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. is there anything I'm forgetting there? I don't think so. Follow us on all those things. we have reviews going up on all of them. Uh, Nolan's doing a great job once again of keeping the Instagram going, keeping conversation going over there, because I still don't understand that. And our Twitter I, I tweeted something once. What? Well I don't get how Twitter works. I really you call don't it tweeted? how Is that what oh, I I'm a tw- you call it Tweetered. Tweetered? Well I tweeted, I don't know oh, what tweeted. I called it. Okay. Uh, look, I still call it the Facebook every now and then, because I was on I got on Facebook when it was still called the Facebook. Which I'm dating myself, even though I've been dating myself forever, so, so that's I'm fine. Sounds like
1: a social media hipster. I was on it before, it was cool.
0: Because mm. <laughs> everything in my life is so hipster-ish. It is. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> once again, guys, uh, we're going to be heading out here. We will see you next week with those well, three films. And uh, pay attention, go vote on the polls. We want to get a great winner here. And once again, it's probably going to be Avengers Endgame, but let's make everyone's voices heard. Let's try and see if another film can rally and just take down that giant that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But until then, this has been Filmology, and enjoy your weekend film. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy.
1: The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby together. Can watch About Time next week for my movie?
0: About, I, I, I don't think About Time is streaming anywhere.
1: It's on Netflix. It is. is it on Netflix? It was. That's why I watched it last, like two weeks ago, on Netflix.
0: Oh well, um, I think we can make a small exception for films starring Rachel McAdams, but not all Rachel McAdams films. Even though most of them were pretty good. Uh,
1: game night lost, but, as well, isn't it? So we can't watch a game, game
0: Night. Game night, yeah, game night lost. So another Rachel McAdams film lost. But I, I mean, Mean Girls is really good. I, that's not in this bracket, obviously, but that's a really good film and a great performance from her. Sure.
1: Okay, Rachel. Can we make one for Scarlett Johansson if she loses? No, she won't lose. She's, she, she's
0: already lost.
1: Well, she's in like three movies that are two movies that are left. Yeah, two movies that are left,
0: and they are both Avengers movies. Um,
1: They're the same movie, just part one and two, basically. Yeah. No, on.
0: they are not the same. You know, they are not the same. No, you watch those movies, and they are not the same movie. Avengers Infinity War, for all intents and purposes here, is a Thanos movie. It is not an Avengers movie. The Avengers really take a backseat to everything that's going on. While Avengers Endgame, one of the big reasons why I love that film, is it's dealing with what people do when they're grieving and they lost and they don't know what to do with their life because all sense of purpose has kind of been taken away and they don't believe that they can make a comeback from that. I think that's great. I think more superhero films should deal with that. And now you're making me feel like I want Avengers Endgame to just go all the way and win the tournament.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's going to, let's be honest. I don't Endgame's, think it's going to. If there's a number one seed, it's Avengers Endgame. It's clearly the favorite. I I, I don't know. I,
0: I don't know because there's been so many matchups. That, I mean, the, the, the first 64, I mean... I don't know. There's been for me so many surprises so far in the tournament, and then there's been many like yeah, of course that's gonna happen. But I I never thought Joker would make it past the first round, and it did. I never thought a Born would get as far as it had. A Born for the first matchup was against the uh, the Shape of Water, and I know I voted for the Shape of Water. I don't. Most people probably didn't, but.
1: Well, Dude, honestly, obviously,
0: obviously <laughs> most people didn't.
1: At least I hope not. You're putting the right movie forward, right? It's the one with the higher yeah. number. Oh, but...
0: I, I've, I've been double checking everything to make sure that we don't get a giant mess up here.
1: I feel like a *Star Was Born* is way it was a lot bigger than shape, the *Shape of Water*. *Shape of Water*. Oh yeah, I mean, with,
0: without without a doubt. But I, I mean, once again, also *Star Wars: The Force Awakens*. Lost to Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Which makes me happy. I vote for a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but uh, I, I never thought that the Spider-Man film that a lot of people didn't see in the theater would be The Force Awakens, which everybody saw in the theater.
1: I feel like we're still riding the anger from The, the Rise of Skywalker, which I should buy. I just remembered it came out. Um, anyway, The Rise no, of no. Skywalker... Yeah, yeah, I, I bought it.
0: General. I bought it, and I watched it last night, and I texted Samantha. I texted her, and I was like, this movie, it's still bad. They didn't change it. Like, what, what happened? Didn't they get the giant feedback about this movie being bad? Why did they release the same movie? They should have <laughs> surprised the world and said, hey, no, we've changed it. We've made a good movie, a good conclusion.
1: Did you watch the animated version of the other script or whatever they were going to use?
0: Uh, Colin Trevorrow's? No, I have not, but I have seen that it's out there in the world. And I, I want to watch it.
1: After watching Jurassic World, though, I have very little faith in him. I don't know. I,
0: I can't remember. I, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this, but the Book of Henry, when it came out, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was universally hated, but I didn't hate the film. Because I I have a love for films that are so bonkers that I just like I think people should see them. I don't think I've I gave them. I, no I think I gave it. A, I think I gave it a rent it on the the scale. I don't I
1: don't remember. I know I have a review on the site, but I don't remember.